She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. (laughs) Your math is not good, so we're going to use my math. Like, this whole episode's going to have spoilers. It's cone. It has juice. Don't close my eyes. <laughs> I don't want to fall asleep. Because I miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss a thing. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. Back to red. Yeah, my hair had basically turned completely white. Yeah. Yeah. Not something you want at 40. No. The color had completely, like, stripped out. So um, I went to a friend today. She cuts my son's hair. Mm -hmm. um, And um, normally she doesn't do mine, but I couldn't get in to get it fixed with my normal stylist. So Mm -hmm. um, she's like, yeah, I can fix it. And so there you go. It's red. Gotcha. I'm back to being April. <laughs> gotcha. Um, my hair was green. It's was green. It kind of looks like a comb over. That's beside the point. Um, I wanted to tell you about this friend. That is uh, the fairy godmother. From, from Cinderella. Uh, yeah. Uh, we were unpacking because we got bookshelves for the girls. And yeah. um, she's kind of got crazy eyes. Okay. Like real crazy eyes. Uh, so she creeps Piper out. Okay. So we hide her in Piper's shit to scare her. That's terrible, Molly. Then she hides it on us, thinking it's going to like okay. get revenge well, back on us. And all we do is laugh and find it. But oh it was gosh. on my new bookshelf, like, up there. And I go, Piper, if you want to scare me, don't put it on an empty bookshelf. Right. Like, you, you got to hide it, hide it. Right. She goes, it was I- in the fridge, and you missed it. So I had to move it. I finished uh, Triptych yesterday, which we're reading for later this month. That's our yeah. last book this month. And uh, I don't want to give anything away during this episode, but it gets real murdery. And yeah. I came out of the bedroom and, it, and I didn't realize Tom was in his office. And he walked out just as I walked out of our bedroom and I just screamed. Like, <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me and was like, I was like, the book was real murdery. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not used to having all these jump scares. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm on edge. <laughs> So I, we have some news, everybody. Yes. We have a website now. We have a website. Yes. Bookbestiespodcast.com. That's our domain. Like we actually have a domain and a website and um, I designed it. So if you hate it and you want to make it better, we can't pay you, but we'll gladly accept the help. It's not terrible. (laughs) We're still working on it. We're like back to, we're putting on um, the old episodes. It's going to be a while till it's like 100% updated. Right, right. But it but, is a but start. Season, but season three is on there. We're still working yes. on the back catalog, but all of season three is on there in the first few episodes of season one. But at the very least, you can email us through that website. You can read our bios, um, that kind of stuff. 
We should probably open like a comment section on the episodes and let people That's a comment good idea. on the website too. We don't have that guys, yet, but hey, maybe we'll do that. You guys can send us money if you want to send us money. Like we're we're like we would like that too. Like possibly, I haven't quite figured out the donate thing yeah, yet. We're but gonna yet. figure that out. But but um, if you like our content and you want to support us, we are going to be starting. Uh, what's it called? Um, I don't know. A thing well, where they a pay not a Patreon. We're not starting a Patreon. No, that's what it is. A Patreon with exclusive content and all that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> At the very least, well, you can donate to our website. <laughs> you, got, you guys got to remember. We're By not the way, when I, told, when I told Tom we were going to start a Patreon, I actually said we were going to start a Patronus. And he was like, that's not what you're doing. And I was like, <laughs> that's not no, part. we are. And then I was like describing it. He's like, that's not a Patronus, April. I was like, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> Gavia Right. <laughs> God. So this week I don't have the book. I do. Project Hail Mary. Oh my God, what a book! By oh Andy my Mayer. God, what a book! This copy is from my local library. Support local libraries. Support local libraries. It's almost banned. It's banned book month. It is banned book month. Uh, banned books week is mm, week? the week this episode comes out. I don't know. Go ahead and talk, and I'll look at it. Um. So. I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to see if you wanted a synopsis. Well, I always want a synopsis. Um, Band Books Week is September 18th through the 24th. So this episode comes out on the 13th. So Almost. next next week. Next week next is Band Books Week. Yeah. Um, go to your local library. Ask your local librarian for their favorite band book. They love yeah, talking and- about band books. Librarians love talking about band books. And, and in doing so, don't try to also have it banned. There's a lot of... Yeah, yeah, that's we not what we're... We're not here to promote right. banning of books. <laughs> right. We're here to promote the freedom to read, whatever the fuck you want. So last year we did, in season one, we did four banned books mm-hmm. um, during the month of September. And we decided not to do that this month or this year. But um, yeah, uh, books are being banned like crazy. Like there yeah, was a library ridiculous. in Michigan that the public voted to defund completely and nora roberts nora roberts uh who is a romance author very famous mm-hmm. romance author uh donated fifty thousand dollars to keep the doors open that's what's up i didn't know she was still alive my grandma used to read those books how about a synopsis yes let's Our- have a synopsis synopsis when we first meet Rylan grace he has no clue who he is or where he is but over time, we learned that he's a middle school science teacher who has just joined a task force ran by Eve Strat. This task force is trying to figure out why the sun is dimming, and that reason is astrophage. This book astrophage. Takes us, astrophage. This book takes us on a journey like no other. Aliens, worlds collapsing, and a little humor fills this page. These pages. A lot of humor. A lot of humor. I'm gonna give like normally it's spoiler alert city here, but this is a new new book. Yeah, um, the the uh, paperback version isn't even out yet. It does come out this year, but yeah, the paperback but version. This was just yet. released in the beginning of the year, so 2021. Spoilers. It was la- it was last year, 2021. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. It's new, no. It's pretty new. So, spoilers, guys. Like, this is a popular book. It's going to do well. There's even going to be a movie, which we're going to talk about. But this has spoilers. Like, this whole episode's going to have spoilers. So, 
stop here, go read it, come back. But like, I don't yeah. want to hear in the comments that we ruined the book for you because you know what we do here, y'all. Right. And if you haven't <laughs> read this book, you just need to. This is like just just, just do it. Such his, a good book. Such his book. Good book. Such a good book. Um. So I'll just jump right in. Uh, the beginning of this book is interesting. We know our main character knows who, he doesn't know who or where he is when he wakes up out of a coma. What did I write? This is so weird. Anyways, Rylan wakes up. I don't know, Molly. What did you write? (laughs) Okay, so at the beginning of this book, we don't know who our character is or where he is, right? Right. Um, We start this book off completely blind to our setting and our character's name. Like, he's coming out of a coma. Right, he's got tubes everywhere, including his uh, his butt, butt which he's butt very tube. like graphic about because he likes to share that kind of information. And what there's two th- dead people next to him. Yes. What did you think of the choice of the author slowly introducing us to Ryland this way and his setting? All right. So I went on a journey with how I felt about this. Okay. So when. Dr. Grace, Ryland, whatever you want to call him. When he wakes up, he doesn't know his name, but he somehow knows science and he somehow knows like other things that like obviously are about his life. He knows that the two dead people next to him are important to him, but he can't remember their names or who they are. He doesn't even realize at the time that he's in space because they're traveling faster than the speed of light. So he has gravity. Right. Um, So at first I was like, okay, well this is kind of annoying. Like I, just want to know i i want to know where why he's there oh, i'm I constantly going what's your name right. at the beginning of this book you and all the robots um i i, <laughs> I ultimately ended up liking the way that he did this but i really i don't mind a non-linear timeline uh, timeline i don't mind that but in parts of this book it was kind of irritating now I do understand why he did it because I'm not going to give away the spoiler of like the twist yet of why he's in space, but that reveal kind of made it worth it for me. But really most of the book, I was kind of like, I just would rather have the past be in the past and then get to the present. Look, flashbacks are hard to write, right? And I feel like this is a really great seamless way to do that. Like, Put your character in a coma, make them slowly figure, but you can't do this every book, right? This is a fluke with the flashback because you can't, flashbacks don't usually work this well. Right. And I mean, I don't mind a flashback, but what I minded about this was that like, you would be in the middle of a sentence and all of a sudden it was like a flash of like what what he remembered. How is it in the book? Like, so, is there a divide in the writing or is it just phased into, like, from point A to point B like it so does in the audiobook? So that's especially why I wanted to get the physical copy from the library. But all it does are these spaces here. So it hmm. gives you a little bit more of, like, like a, a notification that there's going to be a pause, which you don't get from the audiobook. But it doesn't do, like, a, like a, a line or, a like, you know... We don't have heart music to tell us. What is it? (laughs) You don't have any of that. Wayne's um, World. 
No. Okay. I'm sorry. We don't have any of that. So, <laughs> so, uh, so it is a little difficult to like realize, oh, that was something in the past. And actually I was listening to the audiobook and like, I thought he was having conversations with Rocky and I'd be, he was like having conversations with people on earth. And I was like, what? Right. Just we're, happened. We're, when, when did we need to switch this tempo? Yeah. So, so at times it could be a little confusing. Oh. Um, when it first hit, I was very confused and had to rewind. Then I, like, the first flashback. Mm-hmm. And once I caught on that he had, like, had a flashback or we were in the mm-hmm. past, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I get it now. There definitely needs to be a, or a break or a sound right. of some right. sort in right. there because right. it's very confusing. Well, I will say, though, what was kind of cool was like how he played it in the beginning as he's coming out of the coma and he has the amnesia Mm -hmm. um and he's saying things like why am i not cursing i don't like the first memory he has he's single so he's like i don't think i have kids if i have kids i'm definitely divorced and he's like why but i like kids why would i not curse oh i don't like where this is going that i like kids but i don't have kids (laughs) and it's like oh i'm a teacher i'm a teacher that's why and so that was pretty funny for me that he was like spiraling like what's going on here um like there wasn't toys at my house like (laughs) yeah yeah he's like i don't understand this math yeah, the math ain't mathin', friends. The math ain't mathin', man. Um, yeah, that's not one way you want to wake up out of a coma. Oh look, uh, I'm a pedophile. <laughs> oh Molly, man. Um, so this is not our first Andy Weir read, right? Like, we did The Martian in season one. What did you think of his style and voice? Is it consistent for the writer? Like, is he has a very clear like? Oh facts space cowboy voice and let me just tell you i will have to link it below molly because i cannot think of the guy's actual like handle or whatever but there is a guy on instagram he's probably on tiktok too that our pod follows just because he's so funny so i started following him Mm -hmm. for us um but he does D D videos and he has like this really long hair and he looks just like he's all like beefy and like he looks like he's gonna destroy things like yeah. that's the guy i kept picturing as as dr grace um nice. as ryland and then funny story i looked up the like the narrator and i was like oh my gosh this guy really looks like him like they look alike <laughs> and it was like well- fuck <laughs> There's a link to a YouTube video that I'll put in later, and we're going to talk mm-hmm. about it later. But he, Andy Weir, talks about how he chose a different audiobook narrator for this book because it's different voices, right? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. character in The Martian and who Riley and Grace are are two completely different mm-hmm. bodies, and he wanted different voices to embody right. that character and i thought well, that was really interesting and i thought the narrator did a really good job handling all the different characters like so we've talked yes. about over the past couple of weeks we've talked several times about books that have a large cast of characters and like this book also had a large cast of characters and yes. and weird large cast because most of the story takes place between you know ryland and rocky in space but then the yeah. stuff that happens on earth like i would very much knew who was talking when he was yeah. doing the narration, like it was very every good. voice was distinct. Every character, you know, right. who each character was. There was never a confusion about who was speaking or mm-hmm. where, and right. that's really important, especially with audiobooks. You, it's really right. important for the reader, listener, to 
know exactly what's going on and not have to backtrack. 100%. Time. And I will say, Andy Weir writes, like, some funny shit. Like, I was literally in my car cracking the fuck up driving. You know what it reminds me of, right? What? Firefly. Firefly. Oh, yeah. It's Joss. He's Joss. shit. Yes. Like, he's Joss. Especially this book. This is, like, Uh Nathan Fillion could play. play Oh, my God. He would be an excellent Ryland. Yeah, well, you just want him to be everything, including in your bed. I want him to bed. be everything, because Nathan Fillion is everything. Um, too bad Joss went and got himself, like, all, like, problematic and bullshit and being an awful, terrible human being, because he would have been an amazing director for this film. Do you think that Alan Turdick could be could do a Russian accent and be the Russian guy? Because that'd be fucking Oh, hilarious. Alan Turdick definitely can do a Russian accent. That'd be fucking hilarious. The guy is like, we do science now. And I was just like, what is happening? We do science now. It's fine. Ryland is the definition of a reluctant hero. Mm. Literally. 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 We're talking about everything that leads up to him going into space. We get this information slowly throughout the book as he remembers. What did you think of these choices by the author to tell the story this way? We kind of covered this. Well, I want to say about him being a reluctant hero. I think um, I think he has an interesting story, right? So right. the reason that his character even gets involved with and names Astrophage, he names it. He um, names it. Re- he names right. a lot of shit in this. He is the na- he is the right. neighbor of all. Right. The reason that he gets involved in this in the first place is because he wrote a paper that basically was a big fuck you to the science community and then like bounced and was like, I'm going to take my PhD and go teach. Yeah. Hey, like, I'm going to take my PhD and go teach middle school science. Middle school science. Which is just so funny to me. But um, like his paper that he wrote was about basically that um, the, the main theory in science right now is that in order to have life we have to have water and dr ryland's point was that's the case on earth that's the case er, on earth but that doesn't mean that other planets haven't had uh life evolve to not require water Require water yeah and uh spoiler when he finds out that he's right which, I mean, actually happens pretty early in the story because yeah. Astrophage Phage is alive. He right. finds out that Astrophage is alive, and then he's like, well, Astrophage is mostly water. So then he is like, fuck, I might not be right. But right. then when he meets Rocky, Rocky doesn't need water to survive no. and would most likely die if he had the water. Had water, yeah. Right. So um, I think it's just really interesting. But he gets involved basically because... Because he's the only person that believes this. And, like, right. he, he sticks around despite the fact that, like, well, there's literally a scientist who's like, I don't want to work with that guy. Right. Like, Strickland's like, you took, my favorite is, like, Strickland's like, you took two days to figure out if you could poke it with a stick. Hmm. Like, it took you two days to think about that. Like. Mm-hmm. Right. But he did destroy it. He did, he did destroy, destroy it. it when he poked it with a stick. Yeah. But he also, he's the one that figures out that they procreate. He's the mm-hmm. one that figures out, he figures, yeah. he figures that's why so it kind of, out. That's why it kind of picks, pissed me off when, what's the woman's name who's in charge? Strat. Eva Strat. When, when Strat says, do you think I kept a middle school science teacher around this long for 
no purpose. Like, yeah. that kind of pissed me off. I'm like, he's yeah. your leading scientist. Like, everybody like, else thinks he's, he's your assistant. He's obviously, obviously one of the smartest people on the planet. Yeah. Obviously. At least when it comes to astrophage. Yeah. Eva Strat, since we're talking about her, has ultimate power on Earth right now when she recruits Ryland. Like, there was a unanimous vote of NATO to just give her ultimate power over everything to save the human race. Every yeah. It was a unanimous, yes, let this chick take over. Right. She is not upheld to any laws, and her job at the end is to save the Earth. So she just does whatever she wants, right? Right. She makes a statement about this when it's all over. She's probably going to face legal actions, right? Right. And one, I was wondering if well, you thought she, that was good true. She, she does in the book already. There's right, a, but she says that she's going to be held up like for war crimes. She thinks she thinks that they're mm. going to treat her like this. They're going to use her as a scapegoat, pretty much, is how she made well, it. Well, I mean, like. I think if they weren't successful, then yes, that probably would be the case. But yeah. she'll probably be touted as a hero if they are successful. But you know the expression, absolute power corrupts absolutely? Yeah. That is Strat. She yeah. has absolute power, and she uses it. Like, she does some shady shit. Like, just it, not even, not even had like, to be done. Not even taking Ryland into account. Not even yeah. taking what happened to Ryland into account. The, she gets the French guy who's the scientist, the climate yes. change scientist and gets him to continue climate change to like make it worse. Worse Because if you keep it, if you keep, if you keep the ozone, ozone, we'll stay alive right. longer. Right. Which, it was a necessary evil in that Yeah, moment. but like, that's crazy to me. Like, um, and then they basically have warships that belong right. to them. Right. And, she and they're was, blowing shit up. Well, like, and she was, and the reason she went to court was because she was taking copyrighted material against. Yeah, that was like the most minor thing that she I did, know. though. And people are fucking suing her about it. Um, so since we talked, you mentioned Ryland, let's talk about that. She chooses to send Ryland, big spoiler, spoiler, on this mission against his will. Yeah, which is fucking crazy. Um, this choice, would it be a choice you make? Would you have forced Ryland against his will? No, no way. I understand what she was saying. Like, this is our one shot and the human race is at, you know, like, it, it, there's a danger of literally everybody yeah. dying. But what she did in order to get him there was not convince him. Like, I feel, I feel like Ryland is- didn't have time is, to convince him, honestly. No, I feel like it was really shitty of Ryland not to agree anyway. I get it. He didn't want to die. But, because it was a suicide mission. Like, everyone going on that mission was going to die in space. They had the avenues for which they were choosing to die with them on aboard the spaceship. Cocaine. I think, <laughs> heroin. It wasn't heroin. cocaine. It was heroin. Heroin. <laughs> um, like, I think it's interesting that, like, he did. He was such a reluctant hero that he, like, legitimately was like, I'm not going. Um, look, he's like, look, I know I'm a coward. I'd rather die on this planet than out there in space. But the fact that she drugged him with, like, a concoction that basically causes you to lose your memory, but yeah. somehow keep science. And um, her hope was that when he realized what she had done to him, that he would be too invested to quit, right, which like, is ultimately be, what happened. Right, but um, doesn't make him less pissed. I'd be but, pissed. But she's got to be really glad that that's ultimately what happened because what she didn't expect to happen was his true crewmates to be dead. Right. 
Like, he didn't even know how to do all of the things. He was not the lead no, on the crazy. ship. He was the scientist. That was his He was job. the scientist was training scientist. scientists yeah. to go to space. Like, he wasn't supposed to go. Yeah. And the type of concussion stuff that they were using was a self-induced coma. But mm-hmm. you have to have a certain genetic case, like, um, yeah, marker to be able to come out yeah. of it. And, like, there's only certain people that could do it. It's very right. complicated. So for Ryland... It's not real. It's, it's not a real, real. thing. Um, no. But, they, you know, it's sci-fi. But Could um, you hold Strat's job? Do you think? No. I don't want that. Ultimate power? No. 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 Listen, um, I have an anxiety disorder. Sometimes I can't decide like, what to eat for breakfast. Like, it's word. taxing So I skip me. breakfast. So, so yeah. I, like, you know, I like, I don't want that kind of responsibility. No. Um, was it believable? All the world's powers getting together. You think this would happen? I actually really do think it was believable. And here's why, Molly. Mm -hmm. Because despite the fact that everybody gave her power, nobody trusted her. The Chinese were still spying on her. Right. They knew about uh, the Ryland's... yeah, expropriation. He was able, yeah. was able to get them to breed, right? They knew about that before anyone else did. And they were already um, breeding them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the Russians were involved in doing, like, stuff on the side as well. Like, there were people that were involved that, like, were involved so that they could fuck around. Like, yeah. We're going to be invested in this too. You don't yeah. get to do all this by yourself. Yeah. And I do think that that, I do think that's possible. Now, do I think it would just be one person? No, it would probably most likely be a team of advisors. Yeah, a committee of might, some sort. Yeah. And I guess that's sort of what she had was a team of advisors, but ultimately she got she had, all but she positions. had final say over the other, everything. The, the other, the part that I do find unbelievable is that she wasn't American because if something like this happened, you better fucking believe oh, America's absolutely. running shit. Absolutely. You think the Americans are just. We we, like hand it over. We create something like the UN, but we set it motherfucking here. Like, yeah. <laughs> we don't. We don't give up power. We don't trust no one. Mm-mm. Um. So we've been talking about Rocky. So let's talk about aliens. Yay, in aliens. <laughs> um. In this book, we meet specifically one alien, Rocky. Rocky. Um. Rocky. He's from Endocrine. He is kind of looks like a spider endocrine 40 system he's from yeah i i think that spider was a nod to um uh starship troopers which we read which, in season two and we'll put the in comments so you can hear all of what we yeah. thought about that book um come to find out astrophage is destroying their star just like As Earth's well. star mm-hmm. so rocky had a massive crew with him right and a really big ship in a really big ship and he ended up being his lone survivor when mm-hmm. he stumbles across Ryland. Right. And they become somehow this buddy cop movie. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. It, and they figure it all out together. I want to, right. let's just talk about it. Let's just dive into like, it. Okay, first of all, I want to say Rocky obviously does not speak English because they're not insane. No. They're not going to make this. Uh, uh, Andy Weir's a writer, but better writer than that. And there's no such thing as a babble fish like there is no. in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe. Yeah. Like he keeps the science pretty real. He so, keeps the science, science, and pretty hard. Yeah. So Rocky speaks in basically in tones. So mm-hmm. he like has a musical tone. So 
for this book, I highly recommend the audiobook because they Facts. play Which the we're going to talk tone. about. I have a whole... Right. Yeah. Well, um, I like what they did with how they got to know each other's language. So we find out that Rocky can't actually see. He doesn't have eyes. Mm -mm. He basically hears things. It's sort of like echolocation is like sort of the best way. So he's kind of got badness and like uh, sound. Like He feels vibrations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing. So he sends Ryland like basically a 3D model of where he's from. Yeah, And then Ryland sends back a 3D model of where he's from. So that, that's how they begin to communicate with each other. When they start talking to each other, Ryland creates a pretty badass computer code that basically, I, that part's kind of unbelievable. Ryland doesn't seem to know about computer coding, but he could all of a sudden make this code. But anyway, um, they basically translate and then he's able to speak English to Rocky yeah. who, who can understand it. And then Rocky speaks back in his tones and Ryland translates it, basically. It's so um, cool. And, it's really you know, cool. And we can't do it justice to his words uh, to explain how awesome this is. It yeah. goes on for chapters. And it's like most of the book. <laughs> they learn to communicate. They learn to work together. They not, they're not just communicating. They're teaching each other, too, right? right. He, Rocky has elements like, what was the one thing that he has? I have it written down. Um, a specific metal that Rocky has that Ryland doesn't. It's an element that's on our periodic table. That are you talking we, about? Are you talking about the noble gas that he's able to bond with? Yeah. Oh shit! What it's, is it? It's on my phone. I don't have my phone. Xenonite. Mm. Xenonite, which turns out to be a badass metal that like they can use for everything. Yeah, well, um, Xenon is not able to be bonded with anything. Like, we've never successfully bonded it. Right. That's why it's considered a noble element. But um, they, his people have figured out how to do it, and it makes this amazingly strong substance. I don't think it's actually metal. No. Um, but it's more like a really strong, like, plastic kind of thing. Right. Um, but it does everything. It's pretty everything. cool. Um, but I, what I thought was interesting is I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. I kept waiting for Rocky to like murder him and yeah. like steal all because the information. Because spiders are evil. No, it wasn't that. It was just like, it's an alien, right? So, um, and it's an alien movie and all the sp- the space movies that I've seen, they try to kill each yeah. other. Like, you know? So um, I just was surprised that they ended up just like legitimately being friends and like, mm-hmm becoming really family with each other like they were gonna fix the problem of both of their worlds and they were gonna be heroes they were and um they were yeah and i thought that was really cool and i love i love how um rocky even though he was he was learning like english words and Mm -hmm. or he, he was understanding english phrases and things there were still things like instead of saying amazing he kept saying amaze and i loved it i was like amaze not amazing that's amaze i was like that's perfect his rocky very much reminds me of a very impatient kindergartner right (laughs) because it's like he reminds me of who me chewbacca (laughs) chewbacca yeah yeah like why you motherfuckers so dumb like but also he's impatient right he's Mm -hmm. like uh, like he's constantly asking when rylan's doing something status update tell me what you're doing status update like tell me what you're doing hurry up like they are um and and i love what 
I love when he tells Ryland, your math is not good. So we're going to use my math. (laughs) (laughs) Since you brought up tones, I'm going to jump ahead a question. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, There's something special about this audio book that the book, physical book is never going to have. Right. And it's Rocky's language and sounds. Right. Um, Sorry, go ahead. And this is how he communicates. This is all set in the audio book. The sets the audiobook up to air quote be better than the physical book. What did you think of this audiobook performance? Yeah, I loved it. I thought the guy was wonderful. He was 100% mm-hmm. the voice of Ryland. Yes. Um, I, I wanted to say that in the physical book, when Rocky is talking before we get the, um, the translations, mm-hmm. he, uh, there are um, musical notes printed in the the book in the physical Mm book yeah i'm trying to find an example for you that's Uh, interesting uh i can't find but it doesn't sound like a piano or no it's more like a synth yeah that's what i was gonna say it's more of a synthesizer yeah Um, and I, i like that they do that and i like when they when we start when we start getting Rocky's language in English, they mm-hmm. still play like that synthesizer noise behind it. It's almost like they auto tuned the, uh, the narrator. Right. Or um, like we know Rocky's speaking in his, like they do it. So you know that Rocky's speaking in his right. language, but it's right. translated for right. our Ryland, which is right. really, uh, it was very good. It was right. excellent. And I sort of found it hard to believe that he was able to learn Rocky's language that quickly though. Without any like, musical talent, yeah. Right, right. Um, all the science is in this book, just like The Martian. There's a lot we of are, There's mm-hmm. so much science. It, well, it's it, different it, than The Martian because The Martian really focused more on, like, the botany. Mm-hmm. There was a lot more to do with botany with, because the main character was a botanist. Right. This book, Dr. Grace is really an evolutionary scientist. Yeah. He's doing all the motherfucking things. All the science. And there's a lot of stuff that's over my head in here mm-hmm. because I can't science the science. Because you're like, not an astroscientist. I'm like, not an astroscientist. Can you believe that? I'm not an astrophysicist. Right. Right. It, right. It, it's shocking that I'm not actually as talented as I am. Um, um, but what I love about this author specifically is he weaves in and other, I love when other authors do this too. He weaves in real life science into science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of his choice to pretty much make the downfall of earth a space virus? Well, I thought it was pretty clever because um, there are a lot of scientists that believe that our sun will it will destruct self-destruct. Yeah. Um, Eventually. Yes. I yes. Think so that's correct. So that's ultimately how, what would destroy our planet. Mm-hmm. Um, because when a star dies, it creates a black hole. Right. Um, this is a phenomenon that happens in every galaxy. I mean, it happens like eventually. Yeah. Right. Because it's the life cycle of a star. Right. So to, to make it be sun related, I think that made sense. I liked that it was like a living Thing. Like it was basically he compared a bacteria, to algae to the right. his kite his his middle Students. schoolers. Yeah, yeah. It, like, yeah. it was like it was an algae, which like I have a pond. I reluctantly mm-hmm. have a pond, but our our pond has. I algae. don't. I don't. I don't have a pond. 
Oh man, that, that's an inside joke. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but our pond has algae that grows in it, and like you mm-hmm. know, it really does. It's like living. You know, it's yeah. it's alive. Um, yeah. And uh, very clever that um, it would be eating the sun. Yeah, and I think it's really clever how um, they explain how it's able to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's not actually like eating anything it's like sucking the life of it because that's how they they breed it's the it's how they breed they use that energy to go back to their home planet which recharge basically yeah they use it to recharge they Mm -hmm. procreate and split and then they start the cycle all over again i thought it was really clever it is and it's smart how he he balances between real and not real right so much that this could be realistic, right? Like, right. well, and I think it's more realistic than this asteroid is going to destroy your planet. I mean, no, that's not you're true. You're telling it's not, me it's not more realistic than that because that could happen too. But that's been you're done. Telling me Armageddon never happened. <laughs> I was also thinking about Armageddon. But <laughs> you were there too. I don't want to close, close my eyes. eyes. I, I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, baby. And, and I, I don't want to miss a thing. Thank that you, Liv Tyler. God-awful <laughs> singing right there. Um, but we owe you one, Liv Tyler. <laughs> She's adorable. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, I, I, that could happen, but it's been done. That's what usually happens when the planet's about to be destroyed, is that it's an asteroid, or it's an earthquake, that, yeah. or it's a... Some or or all the fault like, lines are falling apart, or, yeah. or China yeah. is blown up all over their nuclear weapons, and they right. don't have control. And right, but this was original. It was original. I liked it, was it a lot. Kind of an original, and it was outside of what I, I really, I really want to meet Andy Weir. Like, I really I, do too. And like, you are welcome on it anytime. Anytime we'll, we'll do we'll do a revisit if you want when you release the paperback. Just yeah. How do Honestly. your people call our people? We don't have people, but we'll pretend we, we are our people. <laughs> we are our people. <laughs> we are the people. Um, I just, I just really think that Andy Weir, like sci-fi, is not my jam. I don't read. I love sci-fi movies um, and TV shows, but like right. books are not really my thing. Um, and I really love Andy Weir's writing. It's, it's his, funny and it's smart and it makes you feel things. La- he makes sci-fi accessible yeah you know what i mean it doesn't feel like it, i know some of the science goes over my head i right. know that i'm sure. not gonna i'm not i don't understand the depths of everything but i can keep up i can follow sure. along i'm not lost in the sauce when he gets like jurassic park i'll get lost in that book right when they get heavy in the dna sequencing bullshit right. i have to look that right. stuff up I, right other there's other science fiction stuff where i've they've talked about storms and they get into like the barometer pressure and they talk about the charts and all that just don't understand that shit it it's refreshing to have a sci-fi author who wants mm-hmm. their his readers to understand what he's saying well yeah i agree he and i expect them to be astrophysicists <laughs> and i also feel like that's part of the reason why i didn't think the movie the martian totally worked because I think mm. you lose something 
from the text. There's a humor oh. there and a depth there that I don't think you can get from a movie. I liked that movie. Even with Matt Damon. Even with Matt Damon. I liked that movie. Matt Damon was perfect in that role, though. I didn't hate that movie, but when I saw that movie, I had no desire to read the book yeah. after that. And I wouldn't have read the book had you not put it on pod. And now that is one of my favorite books. When people ask me, like, what are my favorite things we've That's read for a w pod? Right there. Like That's when, a W. When people ask what are my favorite things that we've read for pod, it's mostly romance and also Andy Weir. And also John Green, but John I already Green. liked John, John Green. John Green every season until he's on, though. But I already um, liked John Green, so I don't know that that counts. <laughs> I mean, maybe it made you like him more. I love John Green. I know you do. I John Green do. every season until he comes on. John Green every season until he's on. Um, so a lot happens, right, in this book. We get to the planet they're going to where they follow the, what the frickin' is it, the Petrova line. Mm-hmm. to the planet. I can't remember what the planet is. Name, it doesn't matter. And they find matter. out that the astrophage... Tau 7. Tau 7. We find out that astrophage has its own natural life cycle. And it has its own predator, even. Mm-hmm. It does. So they, they figure out how to get that on their ship. Mm-hmm. And things go sideways from there. Of course they and, do. Because it couldn't be perfect. No. And that was like the peak of this book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that that part got a little lengthy. Like, I don't think that they needed to have all of the bad things happen that happen. Um, and you could have cut out like some of the chapters in this, but I think that yes. was more about re- building the relationship between right. Ryland and well, Rocky. We needed, we needed them to like, we needed them to bond and become best friends and feel like mm-hmm. they're this unit. Because, or the ending doesn't work. Or the ending doesn't work. And right. we don't get upset when, one, we think Rocky dies, right? Mm-hmm. There's this moment where we think Rocky yeah, dies. I, I was literally like, I was super gosh. upset about that. You texted um, me and I was just like, dot, 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 because I couldn't tell you that he comes no, back. But I was no. like real upset. There's this moment where we think he dies. Mm-hmm. And then when they separate and they go their separate ways and they go to try to save their other planets. Mm-hmm. He loses. He realizes that Rocky, like the thing that eats the astrophage, mm-hmm. gets into the astrophage in their ships. Right, which they're they using both, astrophage as fuel. Right, so they're completely fucked at that point. So they're dead. He's dead in the water, right? right? And he realizes that he has. He figured this out, but he realized that Rocky's not going to figure this out. Right. So he decides to send his shuttles back to Earth to save the Earth. Beatles. The Beatles, John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Mm-hmm. And he goes and saves Rocky. Right. And, and that, that, that does not work if they don't get that bond. No. That no. Work. He wouldn't have cared. Why would well, an Earthling save a, you know, a space arachnid? Like, yeah. And also, I think that is some huge motherfucking character growth on yes, Rylan's part. Yes, for Rylan. Because, and, you know... To choose Rocky is to choose death. He's right. choosing at that point to die. Right. And he wouldn't go to space to save the world. So he's obviously matured and he's grown. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the end, Rocky saves, he saves Rocky. So mm-hmm. he can save Rocky's people. Um, do you like this ending? 
Do you like that he went back to Rocky's planet and became a school teacher and just he's a he's a freaking muse, a zoo animal for that. I I love I love the ending. I love, I love it. Ending. The only part I could have done without is the me burger, but he's basically yeah. I, I I don't want the like, eating I, his own meat. That's I, weird to me, but. Um, I, the, the meat burger, the, 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 that was, the, that was no. gross, but he's, the rest of it, animal, though. he lives inside like the see-through glass so he can see them and they can, yeah. they know he's there because they're echolocation stuff. Right. And but it's teacher, all dark. He's got like a piano that yeah. plays the sound so he can teach kids. Yeah. Um, I loved the ending. I love the visual of the two of them sitting in that room together and mm-hmm. basically just shooting the shit. You like know, two like, best friends, like two would. best friends. Yeah, and like he's giving him a hard they time. Remind me of, on his ass, right? right like he's right. like, when are you going home? But right. I don't want you to go home. Right. They kind of remind me of like um, Marshall and uh, Ted. Yeah. Like, you know, they've got a Marshall and Ted relationship. Uh, Marshall's got his shit together and got a family, and he's like, Ted, when are you going to get your shit together? You know, like Ryland, when are you get your yeah. shit together. Yeah. Um, I I think the choice to have him stay, like that he he's making the choice to stay and the not trying to let her. Yeah, I think that's a little weird. Um, he just because, assumes. Or, well, I mean, they do get no- notification that the sun is fine and the earth yeah. is fine. I, yeah, I would want to go home. I would want to go home. I would home. too. I would too. Even I if guess I he, am single and all that jazz, like he was, I I still want to go back. I guess Honestly. he just sort of figures that like everyone that he knew there is dead at that Mm -hmm. point because like the way he's aging since he's in space he's aging slower than everybody else yeah so by the time that he would have actually gotten back to earth he probably wouldn't know anybody it'd be like a captain america situation when like they find him and he's like you know yeah an old man but he's still a young guy like that's what it would be so i kind of understand it because he has found a friend in rocky and he's got a job with this with the kids but and he doesn't know what he's going back to i get that right but i i also think it but probably it's a nobel prize if he goes back it's a nobel prize heroes parades he didn't really want to be a hero to begin with i mean he didn't want to be in space man maybe he just lets them think he's a dead hero in some ways that might be better right if he goes back he could have also been tried for whatever War crimes yeah like kerr yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i guess i guess you never know know. you never know what he's going and i think that's okay some books i i like i need the ending but like i need to know how earth fares or whatever i'm good with where we are so i'm not i'm really this is my only for this book I really want an afterword that gives me a look at what happened on earth. I want, I don't have to know that it's 14 years later and the earth is fine because we get that from the Rocky reporting that the sun is, is, is back to health. What I want, what I want is a transcript being read 
of what was on the Beatles. I want to know yeah. what Rylan told them. I want to know that he said, he throws I found Rylan under the bus. He's like, rrr, rrr. right. I want to know that he tells them he found alien life and this is where the aliens live. Come and, find my ass fuckers. And this is all the things about Rocky because he had all that information on the ship. And yeah. I mean, he had to have photos and stuff like videos. He, did. Or he was taking pictures. Right. So I want that. I want the transcript where he's like, Strickland, you motherfucker. I'll never, forgive, I'll never forgive you for sending me here. But However, also, here's what I found and I've saved the day. And here's how you fix it. And also there's aliens. They're real. Here you go. The end. I want that. That would have completed the book for me. Mm. I like it open-ended. It gives us a hope that maybe Ryland w- will go back to Earth, but I doubt it. He's not going back to Earth. Andy Weir's not writing a sequel to this book. That's Absolutely not, not. That's not what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, a movie has already been confirmed by Andy Weir. I'm going to include that the makes link me happy. That um, makes me about happy. this. Do you think it's going to do well, like The Martian? I mean, it probably will. Sci-fi movies have such big budgets that, yeah. like, they promote the shit out of them. Yeah. Um, if it's a good sci-fi movie, like really shitty sci-fi movies, no. But was there anybody like particular you had in mind for casting when it came to any of the characters? I do think Nathan Fillion would make a good Ryland Grace. He might be a but, little too old, though. Yeah, maybe. Um, I also, th- um, I also think that. Oh my gosh! Fuck! I just forgot his name. Alan Tudyk. No. Who do you think would be good? Um, I like, you know, New Girl? Yeah. The actor that plays Nick? I want him to be Rylan Grace. Jack Johnson's um, the actor's name. Yeah. That's a good one. Jack Johnson. Uh, yeah. He's the appropriate age. He's isn't really Jack, funny. Isn't Jack Johnson a singer? Yeah, they have the same name. It's weird. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure his name is Jack Johnson. I'm I'm Jake Johnson. His name Jake is Jake Johnson. Johnson. Is it Jake that, Johnson? It's Jake Johnson. I just Googled it. Um, I think that would be okay, but I actually think... Okay, hang on. I, I, I'm going to pull it up now because I can't okay. remember his name. Um, I actually think the person that would be best is... Mm-hmm. The guy, Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. He was coach, uh, coach Eric Taylor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On, uh, Friday Night Lights. I think he's, what's his show that he's on now? Um, I, know who, a, I know who you're talking about. He's on a show now on Netflix or something. Um, There's too many know. of them. Bloodline. That's the show oh, that I was okay. you. Um, but anyway, he plays the like the uh, agent who handles the bomb and the and the person. Yeah, he's from. Well, we've seen him in Grace too, right? Yeah, right. Um, but I think Kyle Chandler would be an awesome Ryland Grace. Maybe he's still he's old like Nathan Fillion though, same age. Well, how old is Ryland? I think he's in his late 30s, 40s. Really? Hmm. Well, okay. Okay, they're saying he's 29 in this. This is a Reddit thread. 
well, then that's not going to work, I guess. So um, I give up. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter, um, I guess. I don't it know. It doesn't matter. Um, I think that's it for that's my questions. Okay. That's, that's what I got. Do you have final I, thoughts? Um, I gave this a five out of five on Goodreads. Damn. I know. I did. I'm Damn. I'm a huge fan of Andy Weir's work. Um, like, really, he's a very, very talented, talented writer. writer. Very you talented know what's been writer. interesting about my Goodreads this year? I was looking through it yesterday because I've read, uh, like, 46 books this year, I think. Damn. Um, I mean, a lot of them are pod books. We have to read a book a week for the pod. I know. So... You know, we do take off a couple weeks at the beginning and end of seasons, but um, I, I I was looking through and my ratings are like all over the place. Like I have yeah. more fives this year than I probably have ever had in my life, but I also have a lot of ones. Yeah. Okay. But that's what happens when you have, when you read as much as we do. Right. You're not going to hit gold every time. Right. Right. Well, like, we've read some books that I deeply disliked. Yeah. Like, the Lost Apothecary. Like, like I the Lost Apothecary. Remember, gang. Remember, gang. Remember our bet. A thousand followers before season five. And A thousand I followers before five, and she will recut record it. Yay. <laughs> this feels unlikely. Um, hey, I loved last week us having Alexa on. Alexa that was, was so much so fun. Cool. So yeah, I fun. definitely want to have her on again for season four. She was yeah. awesome. And we have another guest coming up soon, Kendra. We do. Uh, Kendra Thomas, and she is an independent author. Mm-hmm. She writes YA. Um, and we'll be talking to her in October. We met her this month yeah. um, to, to do some, like, planning, behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. stuff. Um, really cool. Like, she's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, and I, she has a great following on Instagram as well. Um, I shared one of her reels to our stories uh, this week. It was very funny. It's that whole, like, mm-hmm. corn thing. It's yeah. corn. Oh, my God. It if I hear that song, more... no, no more of that song. No I love more of that so song. Much. so funny. It's so, so That little boy. Catchy. Have you seen the video of the little yeah. boy that like the original video. Yeah. Like he doesn't even have the teeth to eat corn. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> He's so dedicated to corn. <laughs> <laughs> dedicated. That's the purpose. Dedicated to corn. <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah, I really loved having her on. We have some great guests this season. Like yeah. it's just really great. But yeah. Um. anyway, so final thoughts were I loved this book. It was a five out of five for me. I would have liked it afterward just because I wanted to see the snarky comments that he sent home to earth, but that's really the only For reason sure. why. Um, definitely. We'll see the movie. Definitely. We'll see definitely. The movie. It's on my, I, I already want to watch it and I know it's setting. Sorry. They haven't even picked a director yet. Yeah. Um, so let's well, go over I, what's next week then. Yeah. I definitely want Tom to read this one too. Like I think yeah. he would like it as well. Matt just uh, started it. Yeah. So next week we are talking about The Astonishing Color of After Mm -hmm. by Emily XR Pan. And this cover is the reason. Beautiful. It's just gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Um, And uh, we will talk about that one next week. I am almost finished with it, actually. And then after that is Triptych. I got that right. Triptych um, by Kareen Slaughter. Um, And yeah, Triptych. 
Um, I don't have a copy of that one. I did the audio book for it. Um, and then uh, look for the middle of this month. We will post probably next week. We will post the October reads, which yes. will include Kendra, um, right. author, uh, the author. Extraordinaire. Yeah, and we'll talk to her in October um, and release those titles. And guys, go look at our website. Like, please go. Yeah, it's super awesome. There. Um, I'm pretty proud of us. We've got, we've gone from like this dream, literal dream that you had of like, hey, we started this podcast. It's a year and a half later from when you had that dream. Yeah, we have a website. We like have an actual like legitimate thing going on now. We do. Really cool. Like we're real. It's like we're a real, real thing now. Yeah. And we really appreciate the feedback we've gotten. We've gotten mm -hmm. amazing comments um, on um, our social media, and we do get like book suggestions, and yes. we do put them on pod. So please, we do. I mean, Houseless Brilliancy was a guest, uh, a fan suggestion. So and then one of the send them into us, email read. them to us, send yeah. us in those suggestions. Uh, yeah. Till next week, guys. We're gonna see you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April and not those of anyone else. Today's book was Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins and music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com or by visiting our website, bookbestiespodcast.com.